0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group, the team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973 and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Writer Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966 and you can visit them online at riderjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into to another episode of the Lakers Outsiders podcast brought to you by UCAS Studios. I'm your host, Gary Kester here with you as always. I'm joined again today by Hani Amadian, but I'm going to get to him in a second. He's still on probation for uh, his antics on the last podcast or the back half of that last <coughs> podcast. And speaking of antics, we actually have a special guest on this pod. One of the guys with me that started this whole thing, this whole Lakers Outsiders thing way back in 2015. Uh, we were team tank back then. We're joined by Anthony Irwin today. Anthony, if you guys don't know who Anthony is and you listen to Lakers podcast, you're missing out. Head over to Locked On Lakers and subscribe to them on whatever podcast platform you can find them on. Anthony, it's good to have you back on. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just glad I won't have to carry Hani so much in this
1: podcast. And we're live. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Team Tank Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. <laughs> Fucking let's go. Oh, I'm on probation.
0: <laughs> See, Anthony's got oh, am I not supposed to cuss? Anthony's got it figured out. Like you can't be on
2: probation <laughs> if you just show up once every while, once every, in a while.
1: Are we not am I not supposed to cuss?
2: I should have asked the, that ahead of time. The uh, very first time we did a podcast on Twitch, I said shit twice. So at this point, who really cares?
0: <laughs> we're going to the Lakers are going to the NBA Finals, so who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> but no. Uh Going back to Hani, I, I can't skip over Hani and not, you know, give him a proper introduction. Hani, um, how does it feel to know that I've called three straight uh, series predictions perfectly
2: uh, accurately? Look, as I've said this entire playoffs, I always set my expectations higher just to see if the Lakers can match them. I've said them for every round, clearly.
0: Yeah, every single. It was uh, Lakers and six, Lakers and six, Lakers and four. I mean. You're you're like kind of balancing it out a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm just nailing it bullseye every time. Lakers in five, I mean, pre- so
2: pretty much on average, I'm about the same as you.
0: Uh, not really, but that's that's okay. <laughs> join us, join us in the chat. We're we're gonna have fun tonight. This this podcast is gonna be off the rails. Let me just put it that way. And uh, yeah, let's dive on in, Anthony. Since you uh, are here once every three years, I'm gonna throw it to you. <laughs> the Lakers are back in the NBA Finals. First question I have. What are you drinking tonight? And second, I just how does it feel, man? Like five years ago, like I said, we were team tank on this damn thing, trying to get uh you know a top pick in the NBA draft because the Lakers were so bad, and now we're going back to the NBA finals.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sipping that vino, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know that's that's LeBron's drink of choice. I'm a little older now, so quite can't quite drink those uh, gin and tonics the way I used to back when it was a Teen Tank podcast. Uh, but that's that's actually kind of where, where I wanted to start is that – so it's it's reached the point where – because NBA Twitter at large has to complain about something. And Lakers fans saying that like, oh, my God, it's been so long – uh, since the Lakers have been in the finals and we came so far because we watched Robert Sacre <laughs> and Ryan Kelly like an and, and NBA Twitter at large is saying like oh, oh you can't you how dare you complain about that when the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't made the playoffs in a decade plus the Sacramento Kings continue to exist and and it's like you're 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 damn right. We have higher standards. Mm-hmm. It it does matter that we root for the Lakers and 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 we root for exceptionalism and we root for this higher standard. And we went through the worst period of uh, Lakers history that that has ever happened. And to finally get to this point after starting with the Team Tank podcast where we had to convince people, no, what the Lakers need to do is lose on a random Thursday night and not play Ronnie Price over Jordan Clarkson because, oh God, I because about Byron that. Scott had a hard on for guys who could barely play defense? And like, yes, you're right. Yeah, it it, it does sound ridiculous that Lakers fans are complaining about not making the, the the NBA Finals in that amount of time. But Lakers fans are ridiculous. Lakers history is ridiculous. Go through the all time best starting lineups in the history of the Lakers. It's a ridiculous franchise. This is a this is a standard this this organization has set for itself and to now live up to it. After last year by the way, falling hilariously short of the expectations that not just come with being a Lakers franchise, but a Lakers franchise with LeBron James on it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, oh, you, yes. I'm sorry NBA Twitter. I'm sorry that we aren't going to celebrate the poverty of the the Houston Rockets, and the poverty of the Milwaukee Bucks, and the poverty of damn near every other franchise in the entire NBA. We are going to puff our chests out because we went through an entire rebuild in the amount of time it took for Danny Ainge and all of his assets to fall short of the NBA Finals again. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy. And the thing that I tweeted this out yesterday that cracks me up is that like I'm hoping NBA Twitter is learning when it comes to Lakers Twitter, if you're going to talk smack, Lakers Twitter does not forget anything. So you better be ready for the clap back because it's definitely going to it's going to be coming your way. So uh honey, let's let's talk about this game today, man. It was kind of a weird game. I I kind of with the way LeBron closed this thing out, which by the way, <clears throat> it's nice to just say or nice to just remind people that the Lakers are not the Clippers. Uh, we actually could finish off the, the, the this Denver Nuggets team, and I know Jamal Murray's hobbling around out there and whatnot. But LeBron, when it came down to it, came to winning time like like he said earlier in this in the series when he was shutting down Jamal Murray, got it done, and it gave me like some vibes, a little bit of Kobe in game that game 6 against the Suns in the Western Conference Finals where mm-hmm. the game the Suns were kind of reeling the Lakers in because Sasha Vujačić got that stupid foul on on Goran Dragić and it flipped the game and then Kobe just slammed the door. LeBron kind of did that tonight and after a series that he struggled quite a bit or I don't want to say struggled but just didn't play up to the, the standard that he holds himself to, you know, we know that he's capable of. He uh, he closed this series off in
2: in a big way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a good day to remind everybody that LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker, uh, only franchise he's ever played for. Um, <laughs> and and that, yeah, there there are uh, these moments. Le- LeBron, honestly, like if this were a regular year, he would be about a month away from starting his 18th NBA season. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I think this is kind of really nuts. And that's the thing that we haven't really considered about the fact that this season has gone on so long that he is basically in his 18th year of being in the nba and all he did was go out there and score 16 points in the fourth quarter and, and lead his team to closing out this uh this game and becoming something like 54 and 0 uh on the year when they lead after three quarters mm. the team uh when when they have a lead and when they sense uh that there's blood in the water they go for the kill and they've done it literally every single time that they've been in that situation all season long and lebron james is at the heart of that
0: Oh, 100%, 100%. And before we go any further, I do want to give credit to the Denver Nuggets on their season. Um, Man, that team was annoying to play against because they do – they're a tough team to really put away. Like, I I was surprised kind of that the Lakers really kind of dominated them in in game one and and blew them out. The Nuggets made it look closer in the end. But games two through five, man, that team just continued to to fight back. And Jeremy Grant especially, I did not see a a full-on Jeremy Grant series – Coming and that guy played really well and can be a free agent. So, uh, I mean, like can we get some Jeremy Grant photoshops ready? Or, like, I mean, we got to be on top of that. I guess we'll, we'll do that after the finals. But, <laughs> but no, Anthony, going back to NBA Twitter, because I want NBA Twitter to get roasted tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that these people talk so much trash about the Lakers, a team that has LeBron and Anthony Davis, and like they refuse to learn. Right, that hey, they have LeBron and AD. Maybe we should stop undercutting and underselling this team because we heard I heard number of times. Oh, it's the refs. Oh, the Nuggets don't have Will Barton. The Lakers just went through the the rest of the Western Conference. A Blazers team that everybody said, oh, they're gonna give the Lakers problems. They're hot right now. They got Lillard. The Lakers can't guard their two guards. Lakers go through them in five games. The Rockets, oh, they play small ball. The Lakers can't handle that. Lakers go through them in five games. They go through the Nuggets in five games. Like how special is this run that we're seeing this team? Because I think uh, Pete Zayas, Laker Film Room, uh, pointed out this—they're only the third team I think in the West since two thousand to get to the get to the finals without playing a game a series longer than five games. Like this is pretty crazy. And then they're doing it without Avery Bradley, by the way.
1: They're so the way this 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 off season and most not off season but postseasons uh, this this postseason has gone and. And for those fans who have been paying attention to the Lakers for a long time, basically those analysis shows make a ton of money saying that whatever team the Lakers are going to play is a lot more dangerous than they actually are and then downplay them after the Lakers beat them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we've seen here, right? With with Portland this might be the best eight seed team in the history of basketball because they're getting Yusuf Nurkic back and they're getting so who was the other guy Zach is it Zach Collins Zach Collins right yeah, yeah. Zach Collins they're getting Zach Collins back and and the Lakers go through in five games you know this Houston team they are super dangerous and they're going to force the Lakers to play small and and Russell Westbrook might actually be valuable in a postseason uh, five games and then and then here we are again with with Denver oh, man, the most resilient team in the NBA. And look what they did to the Clippers in, in, in three straight games there. And, and what might they do to a, you know, they, they've been the less talented team all year, but they're used to that and they're ready for these Lakers five games. And it's just, you know, if I could just be honest with you here, Carson Wentz, I, I got to say, like, <laughs> like, at some point, you got to start noticing the trend as it's happening and, and, and just kind of ignore it. Because that's all those that's all those shows are hoping to do. Hey, let's let's get the attention of Lakers or Lakers haters who and I hate using the word hater. That's the most homer I'm going to sound. But let's get the attention of those who don't like the Lakers by saying that the Lakers might lose. And then also get the attention of Lakers fans whom you're gonna piss off because you're now counting out their team. And and let's profit off of both of those things. And then and then the secret to all of it is because it's analysis TV and prediction TV and because nobody actually cares about anything that they're watching. They just want the proper back noise or you know, background noise while they're working at a job they don't like, like nobody's gonna remember anything that we say. Mm-hmm. So if nobody's gonna remember what they're gonna say anyway, let's just not let's just phase it out right from the beginning.
0: Another thing too, like how good is this Lakers team? Given the fact that Charles Barkley picked them to win and they still won. <laughs> and,
1: and came. Well, you were talking about like the, the, the stat that uh, Pete gave, whom you can hear on, on Lockdown Lakers whenever you want to hop on Lockdown Lakers. <laughs> but, uh, but you got, you, 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 you gave that stat. Like this is potentially, you know, right there with that 16 and one Lakers run that they had. You know, where that was one of the most dominant teams that we have ever seen, and and you know some of the shine is going to fall from it because they didn't go through the Clippers and they didn't go through the Bucks because both those teams were too big of cowards to actually see the Lakers <laughs> in the series that they should have. But but at the end of the day, like this is a special team, and and when you consider like one of the conversations I've been having with with a lot of people whom I really respect off off of. Twitter and and in DMs and on text and stuff like that has been how like why why is it that the Lakers are the team that are the only team that get to talk about Kobe and why is it the Lakers are the only team that gets to talk about China and why is it the Lakers are the only team that gets to talk about this and talk about that and it's like the bubble you're right every team is playing is trying to overcome the bubble so in that respect the Lakers have no more kind of rights to that adversity than anybody else. But to tell me that the organization that lost Kobe Bryant doesn't like didn't feel more grief over losing Kobe Bryant when we know like Genie Bust wasn't able to formulate full sentences for like a week Mm -hmm. from, from, from how I heard it. Rob Polinka went AWOL. They couldn't even find the dude because not only did he lose Kobe Bryant, but he lost his goddaughter. Uh, you know, in the, in that helicopter crash, uh, the, the, you know, those, yes, the the point I always hear is that, well, none of the Lakers players really knew Kobe personally. It's like, you're right. Fine. But Kobe was also the closest thing that LeBron had to appear Mm. in, in the NBA. And, and all of those players, even while they they might not have known Kobe Bryant, well, they are all basketball fans growing up, and all of them idolized Kobe growing up. And on top of that, they're walking through the hallways of Staples Center and, and, and the Lakers offices, where you had grief counselor counselors showing up to, to help the Lakers through that experience, or the, the the Lakers organization through that experience. And and the fact that the Lakers overcame that and and all the stupidity that frankly, you know, some of that was the Lakers own bed making in, 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 in their own regard with China to, to begin the, the, the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you go through all of this too. And, and it's just, it's a special team, man. And, and, to overcome all of that and overcome what a lot of people considered a pretty bad off season after trading for Anthony Davis, like it, to be where the Lakers are right now, it's a, it's a special group. It's a special championship that, that I, I I don't think I'm ever going to forget. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun one. It's a great group of guys that, that, that came through man in, in, in some ways that I don't think any of us really thought they were capable of coming through.
0: Yeah. This team has really exemplified how important team chemistry is. You know, it it can be so cliche sometimes to talk about team chemistry, this and that. I think you saw a pretty big difference with that between the Clippers and Lakers this year. Mm -hmm. The Clippers were extremely talented and, you know, I don't blame people for thinking that, Hey, this team is probably the title favorite because they were really good. But you look at the, like, I had a buddy text me, um, after I think it was game six of their, their series with the nuggets. that was like, these guys don't even look like they enjoy playing basketball sometimes. And it's like, you don't get that with this Lakers team. Like that is, is truly a brotherhood in that locker room. And those, those guys would, would run through a wall for one another. And it's crazy because there's so many new faces on this team, right? Like new coach, new coaching staff, uh, all these new players. And these guys would just would fight to the death for, for one another. And it's just so cool to see this team come together. And I think that's why this team is so special too. I think it's kind of resonated with the fan base is that this has just been such a lovable team for, you know, for this fan base. There's been not really many ups and downs. I mean, obviously, you know, we had the the Kobe stuff, and that's just – I mean, it has nothing to do with the team, you know, personally. It's just – it was just something awful that happened. But when it comes to the team, there's been no drama, any of this stuff. And they've just handled the season so beautifully, even yeah. given, you know, the, the pandemic going on, everything. And obviously, every team is going through it, but the Lakers also fought hard to get home court in the Western Conference playoffs and, and potentially the NBA Finals. And that was wiped away,
1: and yep, the there's minor.
0: They're, yeah, there's just still rolling through these teams, and hopefully they can do it in the NBA Finals, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Honey, I'm, I'm curious to hear your topic or your uh, your thoughts on this topic, and you're also one of the most quietly petty people that I know, so I also <laughs> want to hear your thoughts on on Lakers Twitter versus NBA Twitter and that whole
2: dynamic. Uh, another another
1: series it. win in five, I would say.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll start with the nice stuff. The the buy-in from this team from day one has been so special, just across the board. Of, I mean, Frank Vogel being hired as their the third favorite to mm. to land the coaching job, and just doing an ex- exceptional job all year long. Uh, you know, LeBron being basically asked to play a starting point guard all year long and doing an exceptional job. Um, got, and, and and this has just had such a snowball effect that at this point now you got guys like. I don't know, uh, a KCP who had a much bigger role in in some of the worst Lakers teams the last couple of years now kind of just sitting back and and giving some great performances in the playoffs when needed and and playing his role. A guy like JaVale uh, McGee who started every game uh, that he played in in the regular season, but now he plays like two minutes in a playoff game and he's uh, cheering louder than anybody else on the bench. Um, just from, from the top to the bottom of the organization, everybody has bought in on this team from the start. They've known that it's a special group. They've known that they have a really great chance at winning a championship. And I think that's only really raised that level, raised those chances, because, man, frankly, everybody's playing their role as, as great as you can ask them to. You know, and if somebody has an off night, somebody Except else is please. almost... <laughs> well i was gonna get to that i was gonna get to uh you know if somebody does have an off night like kuz did tonight then somebody else picks up the slack like alex Cruz had a much better game today than he did in the last game i think um you know <laughs> yeah n- nice shirt um uh i, I think this this team this, the specialty of this team is that They have guys that are able to pick up the slack for each other at all times Uh, and that's the stars do that for each other when lebron is having a bad game then anthony davis is picking up the slack when anthony davis looks a little more hobbled because of his ankle uh, lebron james is scoring 16 points in the fourth quarter um and the role players are doing the exact same thing uh it's made like watching this team so enjoyable and Not to get too sappy, but this has been a really hard year for a lot of people, including all of us, Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons, both basketball wise in terms of Kobe who's you know, uh, an idol to so many people uh, that have followed the Lakers for years and just life reasons, you know, um, and and watching this team has been a joy almost every single time that they're out there and watching them play so hard um, and play so well has been just phenomenal throughout the year. It's
0: it's been quite the the roller coaster ride, man, so, from last summer to where we are right now and hopefully where we are in a, a week or two or whatever and hopefully we're, we're going to see the Lakers back at the the top of the mountain as as Kobe used to say. It's it's just unbelievable, man. It's just unreal and I'm going to do something here that I wish NBA Twitter would do but they'll never do. I'm going to admit when it came to my initial perception of this team, I was wrong. <laughs> I Now, I, I, I don't want to say like I didn't think that this team couldn't win a title because, duh, they had LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the freaking team. But I also didn't think that they would fight as hard as they did to get home court in the Western Conference. I also didn't expect it to be wiped away by a damn pandemic. <laughs> but this it just goes, it goes to show, man, everything that's been thrown at this team this year, they've just found a way to overcome it. And it's just been so beautiful to watch, and such a joy for for those of us fans to watch it. And I just really, really hope that this team gets four more wins. I don't care who it's against. Obviously, we would love to see the Lakers get that Celtic ass, but <laughs> I just—I'm so happy with this team. I'm so proud of this team. And I—I I don't know. This is one of my favorite Lakers teams, and that's crazy to say because. Like, all three of us – I mean, Anthony's not close to me and Hany
1: in age, but we <laughs> <laughs> – RIP that coffee. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was perfect timing. I was about to take a sip. that was going to go all over my computer screen.
0: <laughs> but, but we all grew up watching great Lakers teams, right? Like, I don't know. We're kind of seeing in some ways history repeat itself. Like from 1988 to 2000, the Lakers didn't win a title. Uh, they got to the NBA Finals in 91, um, but didn't win a title in that span. And like that was kind of seen as like blasphemous for the Lakers that they went 12 years without a title because they were always mm-hmm. in contention for a title. And the last 10 years, the Lakers haven't even gotten to the finals. Most of the time, they didn't get to the playoffs. And here we are, a, a new superstar duo, one, you know, one player that's a little more established, another one that's, you know, Anthony is probably just entering his prime, which is crazy to say. Wow. And he's going to his first NBA finals, hopefully first of many. Um, but remember, he's going to sign with the Bulls. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's just, like the, that's
1: crazy. like the, the Mookie Beck is going to sign back with, with Boston take of the NBA. <laughs> Congratulations on trading for Mookie Backs. He's gonna go back to Boston, where they love black baseball players. <laughs>
0: oh, where do I even where do I even go from here? I mean, I, I gotta hop off. I got a I got a game tomorrow uh, that I got a quarterback <laughs> for. So uh, no, uh, we'll get to the we'll get to the chat here in just a second. I want to talk a little bit more about this game though because. You know, coming into this, I, I, I was feel, feeling pretty confident about this game, about this team. Honey and I had talked on this spot a couple times about the fatigue factor, right? Obviously, these guys got a whole offseason and then some to kind of rest up and get healthy and all that. Um, but Will, Will Barton's still not healthy. But the Lakers also didn't have Avery Bradley, so I don't want to hear that excuse. And But the Nuggets, back-to-back seven-game series where you're down 3-1. Coming back from a deficit like that is, is tough to do one time. It's especially tough to do it twice. And in those Clipper games, those three games, I think they were down double digits in all three of those games, if I'm not mistaken. So we kind of talked about the fatigue factor in the Lakers taking care of their business. And I'm so, I don't know, I'm so annoyed with people like saying the Lakers had an easy path for reason X or reason Y. They're playing the teams that are in front of them. It's not our fault that your darling of a team, the Clippers, or your darling of a team in the Bucks, couldn't get it done. And the Lakers are – that's why I'm kind of hoping Miami gets to the finals and I want to see the Lakers beat the Heat because then it's like, all right, well, you can call it an easy path or not, but the Lakers beat the teams that you guys thought were going to meet in the finals. So, uh, But, no, this game, man, LeBron's stat line in this game, I knew he was good. Looking at his stat line, I did not realize just how good he was. 38 points, 10 assists, 16 boards, 15 of 25 shooting – Anthony, LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So on top of that, like he did, he did a lot of that damage without a jumper. Like he only he only got his jumper back in the fourth quarter. Which to me, like on top of all the stuff that we've 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 talked about to this point, and about the Lakers moving on to the finals and all of that, like the fact that LeBron started showing confidence in his jumper again is so big mm-hmm. like he became this is again all relative but by LeBron James standards in some of the series was relatively easy to guard for Jeremy Grant yeah like he was Grant was able to kind of take a step back and just play contained defense because LeBron wasn't going to take that jumper and in that fourth quarter you started seeing him like he missed a three and when he missed that three, he was already going back on defense. And I was able to watch this day was this game uh, with my dad, who's in town uh, for for the last week or so. And and LeBron missed that three, and I said, "Ooh, that's a good miss." You know, obviously, you prefer to make it. But the fact that he had enough confidence to think to himself, oh, that felt good. Like the the fact that he now remembers what a good jumper feels like, mm. it kind of told me, okay, yeah, he's, he's, he's this close to figuring out that aspect of his game again. Because when he figures out that aspect of his game again, he becomes impossible to guard. There's nothing you can do against him. You can back off. He's going to take the jumper. You come up close to him. That's what he wants you to do in the first place. Yeah. So him scoring 16 in that fourth quarter and doing it the way that he did from the outside and from the perimeter uh, is, is just monstrous for whoever the Lakers might face in the next round. Uh, And, and, and like, it's insane. He's been in the league for 17 years in 10 of those seasons. He's been in the NBA finals. That's what
0: (laughs) And remember. If he went to the Western conference, there's no way he'd get back to the NBA finals. (laughs) No way
1: whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, but, but like the fact that he's been there that often and, and like we're talking about, so they, they, they were talking about Jamal Murray, who I I, I hope is, is, is going through a a decent uh, leg amputation after that game, based on the way that TNT was covering him. (laughs) But, but they're talking about like a hobbled Jamal Murray and, and a Nikola Jokic who is struggling through, through foul trouble. And, and a Paul Millsap who was just gutting out punch after punch after punch to his face according to the way he was playing out there and flopping around.
0: Paul Millsap was 1 of 8 from the field tonight.
1: I want to <laughs> see all of those players in year 17 of those of their careers. I want to see every single player who is not LeBron James in year 17 of their career out there and see what that might look like. It <laughs> for damn sure isn't going to look like 38, 10, and 16. <laughs> I
2: think in year seventeen, Paul Millsap will still only have one win over LeBron in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> that might be the biggest win of the postseason. The fact that Le- Paul Millsap is no no longer over against LeBron in the play in the playoffs.
0: He's probably honestly on the team bus, like going to the airport with a cigar. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. He shows up. He shows back up to the to the to the Nuggets uh, locker room asking for his own champagne. <laughs> like, you guys, this this is like the best feeling I've ever had in a postseason.
0: The Lakers are all celebrating under confetti tonight. You look off to the side and Paul Millsap just sitting there. He's <laughs>
2: like snow angels.
1: <laughs> no, no, at, no, it's even better. After all of the, the confetti has fallen and all of the Lakers have left the, the, the court and everybody else really has, have left the court, Millsap's going to go back out there. And those guys who were sweeping up the confetti, he's going to ask like, hey, Can I have some? Can I have some of that confetti? Just really quick. He's going to grab some. He's going to throw some up in the air. He's going to fall on his head. He's going to walk off the court with a single purple piece of confetti sticking to the top of his head with his bottle of champagne in one hand and his cigar in the other hand and a tooth missing based off of the way that he was falling all over the court tonight.
2: (laughs) Uh, wow. I just want to know how you got your hands on some Paul Millsap fan fiction.
0: But... <laughs> really makes me wonder what's going on inside of Anthony's brain. All, all the
1: time.
0: I don't want to know though. I really
1: don't. So it's a lot of that. It's just nonstop Paul Millsap situation.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Back to the game here. Uh, Honey, the fact that I'm looking at this box score and it was kind of something I noticed like KCP only got two shots in this game. And we've talked about him probably consistently being the Lakers third best player in this playoff run um, because he hasn't really been that up and down tonight. It just the shot attempts weren't there for him uh, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danny Green started very poorly. I thought defensively he played a pretty solid game, made some some good plays, Uh, finally got a couple of threes to go. But... Looking at this box, I mean, LeBron has, like we said, 38, 16, and 10. Anthony Davis has 27 points. Outside of that, I mean, Danny Green had 11 points on three of, seven, three of seven shooting. Caruso had 11 points on five of seven shooting. Those are the only guys in double figures for the Lakers. What is it? I mean, What does it say about this team that we didn't really get like that third guy to really step up and bring that scoring punch, and they still led most of the way in this game, ended up beating a Western Conference finalist, by double digits
2: yeah i think it's a couple of things it's one that there's enough depth on this team that um even without a third player there's enough people stepping up to make you know smaller contributions here and there like you said danny green's defense i thought was incredible he had a couple of massive blocks um he had one where he blocked jokic and then (laughs) sprinted to the other side of the court to contest the monte morris three that rimmed out um alex crusoe in the first half was just cutting all over the place it was like a wet dream of every person that, uh, only thinks white players are, are gritty. Um, uh, and you know, I think everybody is able to contribute a little bit, even if nobody's hitting a bunch of threes and scoring 20 points to help them out. And then on the other side of it is that they got two top five-ish players in the league, um, and the greatest player of all time, uh, that at any moment, (laughs) yes, exactly. That at any moment they can, they can, uh, take over a game they can they can carry the load offensively um and and you know if, if they're not getting enough help from the other guys in terms of scoring that they're going to get it uh, they're going to get to the rim at will they're going to draw fouls they're going to uh score basically everything that that they're given and you know I, I, there's there's instances where when lebron puts his head to it there's literally nothing you can do against them and uh you know <laughs> I think that was exemplified in in that play where Jamal Murray tried to foul him ahead of a layup, and LeBron literally looked at the ref in, in midair to yell "And one" while he's scoring a layup. That's that's that is better than the Michael Jordan swishing his hand layup. I, I'm calling it right here. That is a much more iconic play in NBA history. <laughs>
0: no that was that was great my dad and i was watching uh the game with my dad
1: as well and we
0: both just turned at each other to laugh <laughs> mid-air he's like looking
2: at the ref to y'all like, <laughs> just the best part of that up. like
1: are we we're on video right now right we're yeah. like yeah, wow yeah. uh-huh. people can see me oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But like LeBron is LeBron is like going like this, right? <clears throat> he's like going and one, and you can actually see as he's going and one, you can actually see Jokic's shoulders go like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> his
0: his body language all night was was kind of hilarious to watch. To be completely honest, like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't want to talk too bad like about this Nuggets team because, like I said, I thought they had a great run this po- this postseason. They took out the Clippers, which gave us a historic night on NBA Twitter. And, yeah, no, they're, they're a hell of a team. They were better than I anticipated. I thought the Lakers would – I mean, I picked Lakers in five, but I thought it would be an easier five than what it was. And, yeah, so, again, credit to them. But uh, let's look ahead, shall we? Let's look ahead to the NBA Finals, mainly just because I wanted to say that. Hmm. <laughs> Anthony – is there a matchup Lakers fans should be kind of hoping for for this series? Obviously, like it would be perfect to end this season beating the Celtics. But is there a kind of a team that you prefer to play based on kind of a matchup perspective?
1: I think I think you would rather go. I mean, either way, it, the Celtics and Heat are basically like the the Spider Man pointing meme, right? Like of, <laughs> of teams, like they're they're basically. They're basically just, you know, they have an undersized center. Obviously, Bam is significantly better than Daniel Tice. Hmm. Uh, even, you know, despite all of the grit that that Celtics fans love talking that that Tice brings to the table, <laughs> uh, you have you have young core players on both teams. You know, with Ty- Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and and uh, Jason Tatum, who is somehow younger than both of those guys, uh, according to Celtics Twitter again. You know, it's just I would prefer to see the Celtics because I think the Lakers can beat either team. And so if like if you're going to win a championship and the other thing, too, is if the Lakers play the Celtics, they will be playing a team that is coming off of a much longer series. Mm -hmm. Then chances are they they will be if they're playing the Heat. Uh, LeBron also loves to torment the Celtics fan base, which is (laughs) fun in its own right. So I, there, there isn't really a team that I would, I would prefer to play here, uh, just because both teams offer offer a lot of the same. So, all things being equal, bring that self ass. <laughs>
0: That's pretty much how I feel. Like I don't have any preference. My my thing with this Lakers team is just beat whoever's in front of you. Like who cares if you're holding up the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the end of the day? I don't care who you got to go through. All you can do is play the teams that are in front of you. Just beat them. Show that you're the best team. And let NBA Twitter have uh, have its meltdown. But I'm, I will say a Bill Simmons meltdown post Lakers beating this Lakers team beating a Celtics team in the finals would be glorious.
1: We people still listen to that guy. Like
0: that's still a thing. I let my timeline go listen to it and then clip like yeah. the bits that I want to hear about him just like throwing a tantrum. And then that's that's basically my extent. He doesn't get my viewership like count, <laughs> but I still <laughs> hear what he has to say.
1: I do think like the one basketball point to be made about the two teams is that I think Miami can get hotter. So both teams are going to rely on variants to beat the Lakers, right? Like it's they're versions of the Rockets. Uh, and And I think Miami has a higher ceiling than Boston does, which is why they keep beating the Celtics in these closer games. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I you know if if you're actually looking for legitimate reasons there, like you don't want to go up against a hot Tyler Hero. You don't want to go up against a hot Duncan Robinson. For some reason Jay Crowder became a bigger Ray Allen during out there in the bubble. Yeah. So like you don't want to go up against a, a team that can get as hot as as Miami can. Uh and, and and yeah, so like if 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 I had to choose a team that I would rather face on top of everything that it would mean to to beat the Celtics and route to tying the Celtics uh not counting <laughs> Uh, M. Brown on Twitter called them the Jim Crow titles. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> uh, like tying the Celtics, beating the, the the Celtics would be fantastic. But like if you're looking on actual reasons to to find a team in terms of matchups, I think you would rather see the Celtics just because I don't think they have a ceiling high enough to really challenge the Lakers.
2: Yeah, I, I my viewpoint is that the heat are a super try hard team and i don't mean that disrespectfully they they bust their asses on the court every single game Mm -hmm. um and i think that's a testament to jimmy butler especially as the star player that that really does that um and and they will be in a lot of close games and they've been really great in close games all all playoffs long so i think i i want a more comfortable series it makes it a lot easier in terms of the work that we do uh (laughs) to be prepared ahead of time we can start making a graphics for a sweep and and we can make a lot of jokes at Marcus smart flopping his way into a four game loss in the nba finals
0: plus i mean if you know i would prefer the lakers to play the team that doesn't have the better coach in that series so i'd rather have the celtics
2: yeah i'd, I'd much yeah. rather go against uh pete buddha judge than eric spolster
1: yeah but but butler holzer doesn't really scare me all that much <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, this, like, it would be so fitting right to, to end this season off. And, you know, I mean, you know, the Lakers are obviously, I mean, you see it with Frank Vogel, like in his post game talks to the team, like they're, they're breaking the huddle with Mamba on three, like they obviously want to win this thing um, for, for Kobe, like in Kobe's memory and honor him with a with championship and man, n- no better way to make, him proud than to beat the Celtics in the finals. We got to see if they get there. If not, then, you know, let's go after the Heat. And really, I feel like it's crazy. Like, there's been a couple instances where people really wanted to see a Lakers Heat finals, and, like, it never happened. I think, obviously, when Shaq got traded to Miami, the Lakers – people – well, I mean, people didn't want to see the Lakers, like, get good enough to get to the finals. But if they did, like, a Lakers Heat finals where it was Shaq against Kobe would have been – just huge for the for the league, but then it was Kobe against LeBron. Never got to see that, so it would be kind of funny if we get like a Jimmy Butler <laughs> Heat <laughs> team against the against the Lakers. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how that series plays out, and we'll be here to do a series preview pod uh, whenever we find out who the Lakers are playing. But honey, how how important is it for the Lakers and? I, we've uh, we've talked about this with their previous series, but how important it is, is it for this team to not only, I mean, just finish off this series and not give the Nuggets hope, but to win and give at least an extra day of rest for Anthony Davis and his ankle and just the team in general to, to rest up and get healthy and to go hard after four more wins?
2: Yeah, that's huge. And it's all adding up over the course of this entire playoffs. Uh, Lakers have had the rest advantage, I think, every single series so far. Obviously, the first two didn't really amount to much uh, in the first game, at least. They ended up losing those. But um, I think it's huge in terms of just getting these guys healthy, making making sure LeBron is rested after having to carry the scoring load a lot tonight, making sure AD's ankle is getting the treatment treatment it needs. Um, and, And, you know, they've been... Very fortunate to to not really have any severe injuries this postseason run. A lot of times that doesn't happen to you in the playoffs, and, and you guys get hurt a lot. Yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, so uh, you know, finishing out the series quickly is again just lower the odds of anybody getting hurt and go into the finals with a fully, pretty much fully healthy team uh, at full strength. You know, minus Avery Bradley, obviously. And really uh, take it to either the Heat or to the Celtics in Game One because you're you're going to be well rested and, and ready to go.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, before we dive into some viewer questions in the chat, uh, I'm just going to throw it back to you guys. You have anything else you want to add before we uh, dive into that?
1: I, I think I think the thing that needs to be said, repeated, and 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 repeated ad nauseum is is really just. Having gone through what the Lakers went through, the you know these last like seven years or so, like LeBron, I, I thought the the most interesting that was said, interesting thing that was said tonight was LeBron saying that like this is this doesn't happen all the time for every team, and LeBron James of all people saying this right, mm. for whom <laughs> this does happen most seasons for LeBron, but but you know for for Lakers fans I think I think we kind of took for granted success right it it, it just it just happened because we root for the lakers and uh winning just happens because you're the lakers and i think magic johnson i think his entire tenure was speaks exactly to that this idea that magic felt like he was going to be successful because he was magic johnson and because he ran the lakers like it takes putting the work in it takes uh you're thinking outside the box. It takes, because nobody thought that the two-center system was going to go in the Lakers' favor, right? Mm -hmm. But it actually wound up being a bit of a market inefficiency that kept AD fresher throughout the year to be able to to do what he's done in these playoffs. Uh, So it takes putting in that work. It takes committing to doing things that you aren't necessarily comfortable doing. And then when all those things come to fruition, there's immense value in stopping and smelling the roses. Yes, the job is not done. You know, There's that famous Kobe Bryant, right? Where he's like, why aren't you smiling? He's like, because cause the job isn't done. And and he's right. Although I'm like 85% sure he exited that press conference and was just like laughing at people, like lapping <laughs> up that entire deal. But, but I think there's a lot of value. Like I'm sitting here... Tonight uh, I'm recording this in a house that podcasting about the Lakers over the like (laughs) the worst stretch in Lakers history has helped purchase. I'm watching this with my dad and my daughter is sleeping in the room, you know, two rooms down from, from where we're watching the game. My wife is sitting there and, and none of those things were the case when I started like rambling about this team. Mm -hmm. And now with tonight you know it's it's a lot more surreal a moment and it's a moment that i'm i'm really stopping to cherish a a lot more because like in a year like this year you never know when when it's all going to be taken away from you just ask the bryant family man like you just never know when this stuff uh you can't take any of this for granted so for those of you who are watching out there and you watch the robert sakura years you you watch the eg on leon years you sat through the dang and Tummy Mozgov contracts and you got to this point. Fuck Twitter. When they tell you, like, when they tell you that you shouldn't celebrate the fact that it's been so long, screw all of them. Pour an extra glass of wine, pour some champagne. Light up a victory cigar. Enjoy this moment because it doesn't come all the time. It isn't promised. So just hold it, grasp onto it. Enjoy it tonight. And then tomorrow. You know, for the actual Lakers who have actual work to do, get right back to it and knock it out so that we can actually all enjoy the, the, the main event together.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to bring that up too. the thing that I really liked about what the team had to say after this game, as they've got, you know, the, the Western Conference champion hats on, the shirts on, there's confetti falling, they're holding up the Western Conference trophy. The The message was consistent throughout the team. This is great. Like, this is great, but the job isn't finished. Like, we still got work to do. So it's one of those things. I'm sure the guys will go celebrate it tonight. They'll enjoy it tonight. They deserve it. Like, they deserve to share in this moment share this moment together and, and go have some fun tonight. But it comforts me knowing that, you know, I kind of always thought, like, the 2009 Lakers and 2010 Lakers, when they won the West, you could just tell by their demeanor that it was like, this is cool, but this is not what we're after. And mm-hmm. I get I don't that vibe. of them actually
1: game. tucks the trophy tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's it was such a <laughs> still a business like approach. This team is just locked in, and when this team's locked in, man, they. I still have a hard time seeing anybody beat them four times out of seven. Even I, I would have said that even if the Clippers would have not choked away a three-one series lead. It's important to remind people that they did that. <laughs> but this team is is special, man. It's special, and I I hope we get to see four more wins and, and really get to appreciate them for, I think the way that they deserve to be appreciated.
1: How, how excited are you, uh, to be carried to a, a Super Bowl of sorts by a more talented, uh, player who, who, who backs you up? Still a championship ring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, honey, your thoughts. I'll, I'll just add one thing. Um, so, obviously, you guys were, were among the group that, that started Lakers Outsiders. I joined, I think, a few months afterwards um, I, in September, uh, so almost exactly five years ago. And I was looking this up. The very first thing I ever wrote on Lakers Outsiders was about uh, Julius Randle being the future of the franchise. Um, and so. Dude, remember yes, they
1: drafted him and he broke his <laughs> leg like 15 minutes into the season?
2: First game. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, but that only gave us uh, jo- the Jordan Clarkson future of the franchise.
1: <laughs> well, and then he didn't play like the first half of the year because Byron Scott was so in love with Ronnie Price.
0: Uh, Shoe-throwing Ronnie Price.
2: So, so the these last five years, obviously, from a basketball perspective, for a lot of it, have been uh, abysmal. Um, but it's also been really incredibly fun at times as well we've we've met a lot of great people both in terms of our site the people that are still here uh, a lot of people that have joined our site and and left to do uh, bigger and better things um and you know a lot of great people that have followed our site for five years (laughs) there was somebody uh in our mentions today when we said that we were going live talking about how we were the first like podcast they listened to at like 4 a.m in their country and i'm like that's insane that people would ever uh Listen Never to you?
1: I agree, man. It's
2: <laughs> I don't even listen to me. Can you hear how I'm <laughs> rambling? Um, but uh, basically, my point is that that we're all here because of our love of the Lakers. Uh, and whether it's been uh, bad or, or good years, it's just been a really incredible journey. And I'm, I'm super happy that we get to all kind of share this, uh, hopefully, championship together and, and uh, really celebrate it together, which is something that... We have not been able to do ever.
0: Yeah, it's it's a testament to, to me at least, how likable this team is, how much fun they've been throughout the season, and it's it's really brought Lakers Twitter together, and it's really shown that NBA Twitter is not prepared for a Lakers championship. Like we're four <laughs> wins away from NBA Twitter just going into a full-on meltdown. I also want to end on a random stat that I just thought of. Um, western conference guards in the playoffs were zero six total after they danced in the lakers faces <laughs> i just wanted to throw that out there uh lillard yeah. west well, westbrook didn't dance but he just yelled at children in
2: the audience <laughs> uh toddlers uh i'll, I'll, I'll add Avery was sitting there like what did i do <laughs> People should know Avery is not Avery Bradley, but it's (laughs) it's Avery's daughter. (laughs) I'll I'll add one more note. Uh, There was a certain person on NBA Twitter, and he needs to get called out every single time on this podcast for saying Anthony Davis would be played off the court in the NBA playoffs.
0: I'm I'm still waiting for that to happen. So... (laughs) We'll see. Uh, All right, let's dive into uh, this this stream chat here. Uh, The first thing that was brought up on the chat, other than everybody kind of saying hi, which, hello, everybody. uh, For those of you that have been here from the start, uh, I apologize if this has been all over the place, but it's been really, really fun. Somebody wanted to really make note that LeBron had more points in the fourth quarter, sixteen. To close out Denver, then Kawhi, 14, had all of Game 7 versus Denver. Also, LeBron had more points in the last four minutes, 11, than Paul George had all of Game 7, 10.
2: <laughs> Incredible.
0: Incredible it's a, stuff. It's, it's important to remember that stuff.
2: Uh, I'll add to that that uh, Frank Vogel has made the NBA Finals before Paul George. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Finals trips over trips to the strip club. Can we get? Can we get that? Can we get that? Get it on, a shirt billboard made?
2: <laughs> Put the billboard up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Winning
1: wings over lemon pepper wings. Like, let's, <laughs> let's keep this shit going. Dude, you can make a whole thread on Twitter over something like that. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had somebody. Monty would retweet most of it, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had somebody say, man, we were praying for ping pong balls. It's pretty crazy to, to think of uh how different things are five years later we were like sweating bullets on draft lottery night because the Lakers <laughs> might lose their draft picks to like me sweating bullets because you know they have a, a six point lead with two and a half minutes left of a closeout game in the Western Conference finals crazy how different things are
1: yeah it- it was, it, I think there was, I, I didn't feel fully comfortable until the clock ticked under a minute and the Lakers had like a double digit lead. That was the only time I felt like comfortable in the Lakers being able to to close that thing out.
2: Mm. Yeah. I, I think I was weirdly too comfortable this game. I was like, <laughs> eh, they'll finish this out. I believe in them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, bro. Bro, bro! I like. I also like how NBA Twitter was all up in arms and Nikola Jokic getting into foul trouble when he himself was like, "No, I was committing those, <laughs> <laughs> like intentionally
2: intentional foul." And, how do you do that when you've been in foul trouble all series long just to prevent one layup in the first quarter?
1: Which, you guys, it's it's a it's an NBA con- uh, conspiracy. The, the just ask ben, du- ben DuBose, who's probably still out there saying that the, the Rockets should be in the finals right now. My favorite He's thing is... probably
2: still out there saying the Astros fans should give standing ovations to racist players.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> My favorite thing is calling them hue anon
2: Twitter. <laughs> there were people proposing rule changes today because Jokic was in foul trouble. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about it before we went on live. Like the
0: TNT broadcast is like going off on like, oh, here's Jokic in in foul trouble with his three fouls. As on the screen that we're watching, Anthony, you pointed this out. Anthony Davis walking to the bench, three fouls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Nuggets are really about to lose. (laughs) <laughs> their, their season's about to end because their star player has three fouls. Anthony Davis is like walking <laughs> to the bench, like annoyed at his third foul.
0: And he didn't commit uh, any intentional fouls to get to three fouls, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you earned those bad boys. <laughs> um, they called they called the flagrant foul on Dwight Howard for
0: boxing out. <laughs> he had a couple of those in this series. There was one he did that to Jokic where Jokic just wasn't ready to get boxed out and Dwight just threw his hip into him to box him out and knocked him over and Dwight got called for a foul. Dwight got called for like a handful of fouls in this series for simply
1: hitting the weight room too much. <laughs> yeah. Paul Millsap kept like getting shot like across the field. <laughs> there was a sniper posted up in that small ass arena.
2: Play K- her K- foul K- on K- Dwight. Those fouls were both on KCP, who weighs like 150 pounds.
1: <laughs> you <could>, get <laughs> there was one play where, like, Chris Weber was like, KCP picks up Paul Millsap and tells him good sportsmanship, bro. And I was like, Yeah, that's what he was saying for sure. <laughs>
0: All right, back to the chat. What we had one person say instead of getting mad at us for being so spoiled with success, other teams should just get better.
1: <laughs> the the old the old stop throwing meatballs if you don't want us dropping our bat. Thing.
2: If I, if I were NBA teams, I would simply get to the finals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would simply yeah, just get the best players and That was like a thing earlier in the year, like, oh, the Lakers are only winning cuz they have the best players.
1: <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> Um, Mike Tyson was only winning fights because he could throw the best punches,
0: or he could bite the opponent's ear off.
1: Lost that one, unfortunately.
0: But still, he he won the night. Like <laughs> if if Twitter was around back then, he would have easily won the night.
1: You guys, are, you guys, are gonna laugh at me for this, but I can remember exactly where I was for that fight <laughs> as it was happening. I remember, I remember like, oh man, yeah.
2: Mike, Mike Tyson only lost that fight because he was in foul trouble.
1: That was actually what <laughs> happened to uh, Jamal Murray's leg, and in, in Mike Tyson came and bit it off, according to oh. TNT. Oh,
0: I'm so I'm so Like I I was very upset that we didn't get Kevin Harlan for this series. Number one, And number two, I know we're gonna get Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson trying to have a podcast during the NBA Finals. But no, they're
1: gonna be like they're gonna be vying for. Frank Bogle's job. <laughs> <laughs> we just need Jay, uh, Jeff Van
0: Gundy to go back to Houston, like there's been rumor of, and have Mark Jackson go be his lead assistant.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just... I mean, it, the any number of places that they could go. We need Stan Van Gundy back on these calls. With Kevin Harlan. Like, to me,
0: that's yeah. going to be TNT's best uh, duo. We but...
1: could even live tweet the games while he's, he's doing the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That'd be oh that that'd be great. That's like next level. That's next level broadcasting. Is broadcaster like saying something and then tweeting something
1: about it? Right. After. Somebody's like Stan Van Gundy got that one wrong. He like quote tweets him. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> we did get a question, Honey. I'll throw it to you first about Kyle Kuzma's play on this series and kind of what you thought about. Who
2: Kyle Kuzma? Who. <laughs> I'm glad you're throwing it to me first because I'll be the nicer person here. Um, I, he, he he seemed to be very much in his head in this series, which is a little odd considering uh, the previous series where he, he still wasn't scoring well, but he, he seemed to be playing more confident and contributing a lot more defensively, especially. He had a lot of uh, pretty bad mistakes the last couple of days, uh, last couple of games defensively, uh, especially on his closeouts and being kind of out of control on those. I do think there were stretches in this game where it seemed like he was kind of picking it up, where he was making some good plays and and making cuts and making good passes. Uh, But then, you know, shit hit the fan again in the the third quarter, and he he was pretty bad in that little run that the Nuggets made. Um, I I still believe in Kuzma in general um, and think he's he's a... a, (laughs) I think he is a good good role player when he does actually play his role and he doesn't try to do too much. And I think it's, it's sort of a confidence issue for him in both ways, whether it's him being too overconfident or too, or being too uh, not confident in himself.
0: I'll be right back. Um, I got to go grab some popcorn before Anthony starts to chime in on this, <laughs> uh, this
2: Yeah, session. you know what? Anthony, I'm, at it. I'm done.
1: <laughs> Kyle Kuzma's career has been defined by a couple high stretches and mostly low points, right? Like he he completely outdid expectations his rookie year because of where he was drafted. Then he had expectations his second year, and and then and then he outdid expectations in the bubble to this point because of how poorly he played uh, before the bubble kicked off, and 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 looked significantly better. He was good, you know, to be clear. He was objectively good. He was a good player, mm. but that was also like in terms of sample sizes significantly smaller than the sample size that pointed to him to, you know, not being very good. So it might've just been an outlier run of like really hot shooting for him. The other thing too, is that you, honey, you mentioned him like not, he, or or being in his own head and, and the, the lack of confidence. And the thing that the thing that I knew that he was going to struggle in this series as soon as you started seeing him kind of tweak his shot, his release point, his rhythm going into it, the way that he was standing, going into it. Mm -hmm. And like, once he returns to being that player, he's not a useful player. He's just not. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, he's somebody who the Lakers need to be good. They might not need him as much in this next series. uh, Just because of where, like they might not need him offensively as much in this next series, but like what really, really concerned me was how poorly he was playing defensively on Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. who, like Nuggets fans will tell you, is like the is is Kevin Durant reincarnate. Um, <laughs> who he he might actually believe in reincarnation, but <laughs> um, but like he but watching him struggle there, and then a hobbled Jamal Murray was able to go by Kuzma at 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 will in tonight's game. That stuff, like that stuff really adds up to tell me that like can can the Lakers survive minutes that Kuzma plays next series? That's basically how I'm looking at it. like his the bar is now, which usually means, by the way, that he's about to step over the bar that is now laying on the ground. like the the expectations are back down low, and maybe he can overcome those those lowered expectations now. but but i I think at this point, as much as we want to talk ourselves into Kuzma and as much as those flashes make us want to say that this guy might be a useful NBA player, we just have to come to grips with the fact that, like, this is what late first-rounders look like. Sometimes they look really good, and sometimes they are really bad. And And for the most part, they tend to be slightly below-average NBA players. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of where we're going to wind up here with, with Kyle Kuzma.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not all going to be... Jimmy Butler's right like yeah those are those guys are the anomalies the outliers that you you hope you get but odds are you're you're just not so hopefully Kuzma kind of settles back in because I thought he was playing good basketball you know at the start of this bubble this whole bubble process and you know at times in those first two series where he you know just kind of settled in and said all right we need you to play good defense we need you to cut off the ball and we need you to hit spot up threes that's pretty much it like they need to a three and D type of guy out of him. And I thought there were a lot of times he did that fairly well. And I was like, all right, this is like a new version of Kuzma. This is kind of what this team needs. But in this series, man, I mean, he had some, some moments where the offense was going a little bit, but overall, yeah, it just, especially today, just looked like he was totally lost. Like he was just overthinking things. Uh, Anthony, you mentioned like uh, kind of like the mechanics and stuff of like his shot. I noticed with one of the threes on in the second half on kind of the the right wing, he I swear he took like four steps before he shot it because he like shuffled his feet and like yeah and and launched it and missed. So he's got to get out of his own head to settle back in, keep it like with him. It's you have to keep the game simple for him. I think if if he's trying to do too much, that's when he starts to get in trouble. Keep it simple, like play good defense. The the defensive awareness really lacked in this series and then the closeouts were just terrible i mean just letting guys go right by or he would close out way too hard to where they can just pump fake and michael porter jr has a wide open look at the three and yeah. there's only one type of shot that that guy ha- has never liked so <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that well, joke in we've got that, it in after every game of this <laughs> series.
1: well like so so gary you're wearing you, you you've taken up golf right you're mm-hmm. starting to play more golf you're wearing a ping hat as you're recording this. Mm-hmm. I myself grew up playing golf. I actually like coach golf for a little bit too. <clears throat> I, I don't play and, golf. I'm brown. <laughs> I'm also brown. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but the best golfer in the history of the sport is brown. But um, but so so Gary, uh, the way that golf usually goes for 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 players who aren't actually good at the sport is like you'll 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 have a good couple rounds and then you'll start tweaking your game to figure out ways that you can you know turn an 80 into a seventy nine and then a seventy nine into a seventy six right and and what usually happens there is that you start actually overthinking so that 80 becomes an eighty three and an eighty three becomes an eighty five and then all before you know it you're back up like in the 90s and and I think that's kind of what we saw here with kuzma, and what usually like the way that I'll usually go is if i if I'm shooting at eighty and I see that inflate up to a ninety, I take like a couple weeks off now Kuzma can't do this. <laughs> I mean, he took this series off so so maybe that's what he was doing but but like i'll I'll take you know a, a couple weeks off or a month off, and I'll just completely simplify the game back to you know, shoulder to shoulder on the swing and, and don't overthink yourself around the, uh, around the green and just get back to just playing average golf, you know, just playing turn, turn those, those uh, pars that you were once unhappy with. And because of your unhappiness with those pars, you, those became bogeys and double bogeys. Let's just get back to playing par golf. Let's just get, you know, let's just simplify the game and, and make it to where you're more comfortable with it. And I think, kuzma i think in this series was somebody who was playing good basketball and try to turn that good basketball into great basketball yeah. and as a result turn that good basketball into horrendous basketball
0: i'm now convinced that anthony was watching me play golf like this entire year because he basically summed up the, the entire year for me where i was like playing what i thought was pretty well like shooting in like the low 80s and then you know you try and tweak a few things you know i'm trying to you know hit uh hit the ball a little farther with my driver and, you know, a little straighter, more consistently. And next thing I know that score starts to climb a little bit, but no, I think that's a, it's a good analogy. And, uh, I think that's kind of what it is with Kuzma. Like it's just gotta, it's gotta be a very simplistic style of play for him. And that's just what it is. I mean, you've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team mixed in with a lot of veteran guys that have played in these moments before, like, and this is new to you. And like in this Mm -hmm. game, the moment looked a little too big for him at times. Um, and really, I mean, most of the series kind of like he yeah. just looked lost. And, you know, I, I have I have faith in my faith that he can bounce back in the next series and he can have some moments that, that you know, he can be a very impactful contributor for this team. But you just got to settle down and, and play simple basketball. So... All right, uh, I'm going to dive into one more question. I, I've taken note of some of your guys' questions because we've gotten a lot of them, and this pod is over an hour already. I kind of anticipated this to be a long one, but it's been really, really fun. Uh, Dylan Dylan Heiser, by the way, says, get that Celtic ass. So <laughs> I wanted to to make sure. One question I thought was interesting, and, Hani, I'll, I'll give this one to you first because you've you've been quiet over there for a little bit. Also, Bever said, Uh, basically wanted to salute you that she can see or he or she can see that you're sweating again. And thank you for your sacrifice for turning your fan and air conditioning off so that we can hear you better. But the question was who
2: for my fan and for my fans.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go to Anthony first. Anthony, we got to ask who would be your MVP so far for the Lakers in this playoff run. It's
1: gotta be honey. (laughs) Turning (laughs) off that fan for his fans. Yeah, you know, being able to hear him, yeah, like it's just it's been huge. Look, I, I it it has to be LeBron, right? Like they 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 are not they are not the team uh that they could possibly be when he doesn't have it going and the fact that the Lakers were to, were able to win uh, in games that he didn't look like himself. Like he didn't he wasn't able to get to the rim. He wasn't able to take advantage of some of the switches he didn't look confident shooting the basketball, but he was still able to become, you know, to still be maybe not the typical impact player that he normally is. But the fact that he was still able to not be awful out there, like we saw, like we saw Jokic in this game not really have it going, but he was awful. Mm-hmm. Like by the time he came back into the game, and even late in in game four, because of yeah. his foul trouble, he was so far in his head not trying to foul out that he was not a very good player out there, and and the fact that LeBron, being the great player that he is, was able to be a plus player uh, in aggregate and and still able to put the Lakers in a situation where Davis could put them over the top like that to me is 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 what you ask for for a player. And by the way, again, his seventeenth season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honey, go but- ahead.
2: I'll give the, the devil's advocate response because I do agree that it is LeBron. Uh, but I'll give the devil's advocate response uh, response for Alex Crusoe um, or for <laughs> Anthony Davis. I mean, sorry, sorry.
1: No need to apologize.
2: <laughs> Anthony Davis is averaging 29 and 9 in the playoffs, uh, continuing his incredible run that he's had every time he's been in the playoffs, which obviously hasn't been. Very many times because he played in a sorry ass franchise for the first few (laughs) years of his career but that dude uh i think offensively he's been he's been really great recently and he's had some some struggle nights uh kind of the same as lebron he's had some off nights uh but he's one he's improved immensely in terms of how he handles double teams which is something that teams thought Mm -hmm. they were going to be able to do against them all all playoffs long and it started out as as being an actually uh, a great way to limit the lakers offense Right now, the, the Nuggets tried doing it early in this uh, in this game, and, and he was going against it easily. He was either passing it out uh, quickly or making a move so quickly that they couldn't bring out the double team. And he was incredible in that sense. And then defensively, man, he like the Lakers' defense is just so incredible, and it all starts with AD being able to uh, blow up things both on the perimeter and, and, and in the interior. He's a, a, just an immense shot blocker. He, he changes shots at the rim. He can... Guard one through five, and uh, especially against in that Rocket series, I think he was just such a, a huge uh, presence defensively that that really impacted a, a great offensive team. Um, that I think, uh, I, you know, as much as I do agree that LeBron is the MVP, I don't think it's it's that far off in terms oh, of how yeah. AD's been playing.
1: It's one. I think it's one yeah. A one B, in yeah. between those two guys.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I mean, I'm gonna. Disagree with both of you and just say they're co-MVPs. Wow. Mm. I, thought you you like <laughs> I thought you were going to go with playoff
1: Rondo. Like I thought you were going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with both of you and say it's playoff Rondo.
0: At times. Sometimes, yeah, it is. Like in the first half when he turned into Steph Curry, yeah, he was pretty great. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I mean, that's the beauty of this team, though, is that they have different guys to step up in different moments. And, you know, I think a lot of people ask going into the season, who's the Lakers' third best player? Right. Is it Danny Green? Because, you know, he gets this contract where he makes 15 million a year, which doesn't look (laughs) like super great right now. But he's he's had his moments where he steps up. It's sometimes it's KCP. It's Caruso. It's Playoff Rondo. The third guy is by committee. And I think that's how this team prefers it to be, because their two superstars are that great that like we said this, I think, honey, after game three or maybe it was game four, that. It seems like they're keying in on, let's slow down LeBron by packing the paint. It's like, okay, well, now mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is just going to light you up, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just – I don't know how, like, you game plan for a team like that that has two top five players in the league right now and then a supporting cast that, although nobody jumps out on a consistent basis, they can – I mean, they can all come at you at once or it's just enough guys to give them enough support to, to beat you as well. And that's just another another reason that, that – makes this team as great as it has been this year and I'm I'm curious to see where this team kind of gets ranked like historically among like champions uh, if they are able to get four more wins because I think this team has not been given the proper credit by NBA pundits all year I mean some have not not all of them but you know this people have gone out of their way to try and convince themselves and convince others that this team is not as good as it actually is and they just keep winning games. They keep winning series, and hopefully, they they win an NBA championship. So,
2: look, they're they're doing all this as underdogs. It's one of the greatest stories in in sports history. I'm just saying, if yeah.
0: the heat, heat beat the Celtics, the Lakers, according to 538, the <laughs> Lakers are underdogs again. So again, all it, over again. This is like this is the I don't even want to say Butler because Gordon Hayward and uh, Brad Stevens were on those teams, and they fell short twice. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like Villanova back in the day when they were like a, like an 8 or 9 seed or is George Mason going to the Final Four I mean this is just a true well, Cinderella story
1: I mean if the Lakers play the Celtics right it would be like you know uh, Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward looking at Butler all over again like they'd be <laughs> facing Butler they'd be facing their old school <laughs> crazy
2: they're facing Butler right now what are you guys talking about <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they go from Jimmy Butler to Butler University.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the universe just coming full circle, you know. It <laughs> Works in mysterious ways. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, we do these live after after the games. Uh, I know at least Hani and I will be on to do an NBA Finals preview. Man, that feels good to say. Uh, I don't know what day that'll be. It might be tomorrow night. It might be Monday night. Who knows? Uh, we don't know exactly when that series is gonna end. So we'll have to just kind of play that by ear. But we'll get there. I mean, NBA Finals is is coming up most likely Wednesday, um, assuming Miami wins. If not, I think it's Friday is what they said, if it goes seven games. So... But it's, we're days away from the Lakers being back in the NBA Finals, and it feels just sweet to say that. So thank you guys so much again for, for listening and joining us in the chat. For those questions that we didn't get to, I apologize. I have taken note, and I think they're I'm basically going to skip over the questions that I think will come in handy in that NBA Finals preview pod. So uh, be sure to tune in for that, and we will get back to those questions. Uh, but as always, guys, we'll, we'll be doing these live on – youtube on twitch.tv slash lakers outsiders on facebook as well and then of course i'll edit these after the fact and throw them up on Podbean, spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts they'll be up there uh if you want to hear more from anthony which i I don't know why you would but you can subscribe to locked on lakers as well uh he's got pete zayas over there so i guess that's that's one reason uh oh damn anthony i didn't know that you were still here uh (laughs) <laughs> but no thank you guys so much for joining me anthony it was it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on these things as much as i hate to admit that but we went back to our roots a little bit we got to get uh the other three knuckleheads on this thing uh especially if the lakers win a
1: title and just throw it back to the old days so by three knuckleheads you're talking harrison ryan and matt's teddy bear right yes <laughs> matt's yeah. not, matt's not
0: allowed there's too much danny green slander just going on. teddy bear any roots for a college team that doesn't play man-to-man defense so I I, I did can't. Did you ever have it. a
2: kid with did you ever have a kid with the Robert Upshaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: boy. No, Robert Sakurai and I like bought a house together. It was great. <laughs> Life is fantastic. <laughs> You guys don't know this, but Avery's middle name is Robert Sacre. (laughs) Avery Robert Sacre Irwin. That is that is a
0: major throwback reference. There. Who's who's softer as a center, Peeps or Nikola Jokic? I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Respect respect to the Nuggets. (laughs) But no, we're getting out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining me, um, and thank you guys for listening. But as always. Until next time, this is Gary Kessler with Anthony Irwin and Hani Amadian and the Lakers Outsiders signing off.
2: Shout out, Team Tank. <laughs>
1: yeah, buddy.